Welcome to The Broken Sabre Reads, The Final Empire by Brandon Sanderson. Season 1, Episode 2. So here we are. Here we are. The second episode in our little uh, Mistborn read-through. Yep. Um, so in the first one we did prologue, chapter one, chapter two. Yep. Um, we were introduced, introduced sorry, to numerous people and, and ideas. Um, Kelsia, Vin, Doxon and the whole crew. Yep. Um, we are introduced to Luther Dell and the Lord Ruler and all these different interesting things. And we want to see where it's going. Yeah, we're introduced to doing shots of metal. Yes. Which is, yeah. yeah. Don't, is that, don't do it at home, kids. Is that some tin over there I see? I, I wouldn't mind downing one of those straight into my um, stomach lining. Yeah. That would be quite nice. Got any, any water to mix it with? or um, I've got beer. That'll do. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Might give me some sort well, of look, power. Here's a, here's a 50, Euro, it's 50 euro cent. Uh, I'm, what power's that going to give you? I'm going to burn... Bronze? <laughs> is it bronze? Copper? I don't even know what that is. I'm going to burn it anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, all these interesting things about burning various metals. <laughs> um, okay, so that was that. So um, chapter three we're starting on. So we're doing chap- going to cover chapters three and four in this one. Yep. Um, so just a little quick summary of the chapter. Actually, it sounds a little bit weird now I'm reading it. So chapter three. Vin's nervousness about the meeting with the Obligator causes her to want to leave Cayman's lair. She tells Ulef, whom she wants to bring along, but he tells Cayman, while she retrieves her personal effects, including the hemorrhagic earring her mother gave her, Kelsia saves Vin, promotes Milev to crew leader, takes a 3,000 boxings as payment for dealing with the Obligator and Inquisitor, and rents the den for the evening meeting. Milev's crew leaves for a while so Kelsia can test Vin for being a Mistborn. So that is the summary for the third chapter. There's a lot of words in there. I'm confused already. <laughs> um, okay, so what I've got, I mean, what I've got written down here, I think one of the first things is Vin is considering leaving her thieving crew. Yeah, so she wants to escape. She's been spooked by what's gone on and. <laughs> spooked. She wants to, uh, she wants to bugger off, um, yeah. and she confines in Ulef, who is obviously a, someone that she feels close to. But like straight away, he betrays her again. It's all moving very quickly, isn't it? Yeah, she's sort of like, yeah, yeah, sort of like plot convenience. Sort of, I need to get out of here so I can go and do this thing. But that could be a whole <clears throat> chapter in a different story. Yeah. And yeah. again, so we're going at a very fast pace. I find it quite interesting that about the belongings that she takes. So she takes a pebble from each city she visited. Yes. So I'm like, okay, I can kind of get that. You want a little bit of a thing to remind you of where you've been or whatever. An earring her brother told her was from her mother. Yeah, and you the phrase you used when you were doing the um, the recap there. Yeah. I hadn't picked up on that being a thing. The summary might have spoiled something there, but, but you don't know what it is anyway, no. it doesn't matter. Um, and a bit of obsidian in the shape of a coin. Hmm. So, hmm. yeah, and the thing is, so pebbles, rocks, metal's clearly important in this world. Yeah. So, you know, 
interesting rock like obsidian could also have certain powers so that's mm-hmm. kind of what i'm taking from it at this point i might be yeah. completely wrong again i've not read this book before yeah. um so i'm speculating as we go but generally this seems like the sort of writer where if something is named it's important and if he mm. brings your attention to something it's going to mean something like you don't randomly bring up an earring if it's not going to become a plot point at some mm. point, even if it's a small plot point, but yeah, because just purely I'm basing that off of the speed of the story. Like we're racing through so far at a million miles an hour. That's so it. if he actually stops to describe something, it's going to matter. See now just sort of mulling that over what I, that summary that I just read. Yeah. There is something there that we haven't been introduced to yet. Um, so maybe reading those summaries might not be the best of ideas. But at the moment, it doesn't mean anything to you. So it doesn't really matter. No. So as we go on, um, Cayman, who was the leader of the yep. thieving group, discovers Vin is going to leave or her plan of betrayal. Um, and he throws a chair at he her. He does. <laughs> he absolutely wipes her out. It's Cayman with a steel chair. Yeah, it's like, um, <laughs> kind of reminds me of like WWE or something, um, which floors her. Then he hits her. Mm. So he doesn't just throw a chair; he punches her as well. But and yeah, at this point, she she uses her luck, doesn't she, to try and calm him yeah. down? But she runs out. It doesn't work. Mm. Yes, runs out exactly. And he looks at her with murderous intent. Murderous intent. I love that saying. Mm. Um, yeah. So there's a bit of a, a little bit of a tussle, and then this is. I just love bits like this where the door bursts open. You're yeah. like, oh yeah. Good time. Something's happening, and a figure appears and uses some sort of luck out of body thing to throw Cayman away from Vin. Yeah. Like, oh, that's quite interesting. Um, and then she gets luck used on herself. She does her own self, and we get this kind of the way that it works, and just sort of going along with something. But the important thing is that she's conscious that it's happening. I think yeah. that's that's very important. Yeah, definitely. Um, so the two men who obviously burst through the door are revealed to be Kelsier and Doxon, who we've already met. Yeah. So at this I time, I like Doxon. Sorry do, to interrupt yeah. you. He seems yeah. like Kelsier seems to be a bit of a bell end. Yeah. But Doxon just sort of, it's almost like that. Uh, you just put up with him because he's your mate. What I kind of like, and I think it actually described it in this chapter, is like you've got Kelsier sort of bursting the door down. This guy is like described as sort of. Stood behind him going, like, yeah. we're doing this, aren't we? Like, he's, he he doesn't really want to be there, so he's sort of hiding behind in the shadow type thing. Yeah. I kind of like that. Yeah, and it's just sort of rolling his eyes almost. Like, yeah. It's like when your mate's had too many to drink and you're still sober. And you're like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going a- home. <laughs> I don't want to be here. You're making a fool of yourself, yeah. man. Yeah. Kelsier tells everyone in the room that he's dealt with the Inquisitor tailing them but he doesn't give them many more details he doesn't say specifically what he's done he says he's dealt with them yeah um, this annoyed me okay. I have to be honest I have to be honest so I was really kind of excited as to what that was going to be when he said he's going to sort it at the end of the last chapter and then whatever happened happened off screen and mm. by the sounds of it he just lost him like he almost cast some of his magic or luck or whatever you want to call it at this stage and distracted the Inquisitor. Mm. But you don't see it. And I'm, I'm taking that. that I mean, I'm assuming that we're going to see these guys again. That's not going to be our last um, 
meeting with a steel inquisitor and i just think that he did that, that was just such a cool image and mm. it's sort of feels like it's kind of been wasted a little bit at this stage yeah you know i just yeah it, it felt it was really cool the mm. guy with the nails for his eyes and all that shit and now you can't get much more badass than that well no exactly really. um so yeah okay so that happened um kelsey pays for the use of the safe house which okay fine um, and he actually reveals to Vin that he and Doxon aren't technically mistings. Now, I can't remember by this point if we actually know what they are or not. Is Doxon not a misting? No. Kelsey has told her that they both aren't... Well, he says they're not technically misting. So it's like that word was definitely put there for a reason. So there's yeah. like more to be revealed sort of thing. Um, and he also reveals that he didn't kill the Inquisitor. But he distracted it. Yes. Sorry, I sort of got a bit ahead yeah, there, didn't I? Yeah, which is fine. Um, which, again, yeah. Um, it would have been cool to see like a little bit of a chase. Yeah. Maybe him like goading it on and doing some cool shit to get away from it. Like, distracting it away from the the area. Yeah. Sort of thing. Um, so I completely get that. Um, and then he gives Vin a vial of metals. Yeah, so he tests her. Mm. It's an interesting test. So... Um and I like, I like the fact that sort of Vin doesn't trust, does she? She's no very distrusting, mm-hmm. and that whole drink half of it, and then like, oh, shake it up, so you oh, get she, to the yeah. Filings. She's like, you drink it first, you drink it first, yeah. And it, it's kind of one of the things, like you know, like if you're out on a night or something, and someone goes, oh, I'll have a, have a bit of that, and you're like, well, what is it? Like, nah, just drink it, just drink it, and you go, well. You have it first, and I will. Yeah. It, it's it's like that, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. So you can completely understand why she's a bit like, well, why would I just drink a load of metal? Like, yeah. what the fuck? Um, it's actually quite refreshing mm. in this story to actually see somebody not just going along with the plot. Yeah, kind of. Just, yeah, yeah, throwing her own sort of spanner in the works. Um, and we get a little bit of a um, another sort of reveal there's a lot of reveals in this chapter actually there are so I've actually put this in my summary at the end I've put interesting chapter and what I've called it a lot more conscious exposition going on Mm. and whereas in previous chapters it had been very much describing what was going on gave us information about the world with this it's literally just two people having a conversation giving you information yeah and that's harder to take yeah I mean the thing is at, at some point, these characters have to talk to each other and they've got to start saying like, well, actually, you can do this because of X reason. Yeah. So it's got to come out somehow. But true, there is a lot of it in certain chapters where, yeah. all right, you probably could have spread it out a bit. But again, is it more of that thing of he's sort of giving you a breadcrumb and then asking you another question and you going, hmm, yeah. well, I'm going to have to keep reading to get the answer to that. So... I can see why he's done it that way. Um, and then we find out that mistings are people who can perform allomancy in one of eight different aspects. Yeah, so, so there's actually a lot of different things going on. Well, yeah, and it's interesting. So we've got a quote. So many high noblemen only have access to a single allomatic skill. Mm-hmm. People like that who can only perform allomancy in one of its eight basic aspects are called mistings. Mm. So that's very interesting, and then yeah. we find out that you. So we find out that if you're a misting, you can do one power. Mm. If you can do anything, well, it's either one or all, isn't it? So yeah. you're either a misting with one power, or you're a mist mist born 
with all the powers. Yeah, which is incredibly rare. It is. Apparently. Um, so, from what we know so far. So I... Now, I might be wrong, because we might discover in the future that there are people who can only do two or three. But I kind of straight away thought, hmm, you're writing yourself into a corner. Straight away with that. Either one or all kind of rule. Mm. Um... So I've said, you know, it seems like you're limiting yourself for the development of your plot. Now, it always, this is very different because these clearly aren't the same things, but it always jumps back to me. He's like, do you ever, did you ever watch Stargate SG-1? I might have seen a little bit, but not religiously, no. So they introduced this gun in an early episode and it was basically like the alien's pistol. And it was like a, a scorpion tail thing which fired a bolt of energy. Mm. Now, in that episode, they established if you shoot somebody once, they become unconscious. If you shoot them twice, they die. If you shoot them a third time, they'd get disintegrated. Right. And then they were stuck with that and having to work around it for the rest of the season because they came up with this stupid rule in the first instance. And I just don't know. It was just something about that whole, you either have one power or you have them all. Mm. It just felt very final. In the way it was described. I, I like to say, I might be talking absolute... The final rock. empire. <laughs> Mind blown. God damn. Um, He's a genius. No, I, get, I, I get you. I think... From what I've read of his, his sort of stuff is... His systems are quite tightly written. I think he understands the rules that he's put in place. Yeah. And the fact that he can't just break them with some complete crazy bullshit. Um, he has to stick to those constraints that he's he's given himself. So yeah. I think I think it will make sense. I'm sure it on. will. I'm sure it will. Um, so I think if you've got not got anything else for chapter three, no. I mean, that, I thought it's probably the my least favorite chapter so far. Mm. Not a lot really happens in it. It was a long chapter. And obviously we do get the conversation between Vin and Kelsey, but it just, I think it just, yeah, it's a bit of a departure from what we're used to so far. But I mean, it it had to at some point. The pace was just relentless. Um, But not that I didn't enjoy it. It's good. It's just was a bit more of a chore than the others have been. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Um, Right. So on to chapter four. So this is the last one we're going to do for this episode. Yeah. So um, I'll just read a quick summary. So Kelsier and Doxon left for a while. Left for a while. Okay. (laughs) Letting the crew return for a bit. The crew talks about what happened, speculating on the job. At a certain time, the crew leaves and the others arrive. Kelsier pitches his plan regarding the Scar Rebellion. Kelsier's crew agrees, except for Clubs, who walks out. Kelsier reveals to the others that Vin is a misborn, then tells them about and shows them the 11th metal. Yeah. <laughs> mm. What? I, I, so, I picked up on this. I was like, there's eight. Why are there now 11? Actually, you're wrong. Because in the same chapter, it is revealed there are eight normal metals, yeah. two high metals, yeah. and an 11th metal. Yeah. That, yeah. Which is 11. 9, 10, 11. Yeah. Um, but um, it was a very sort of quick sentence. It like, was, yeah. Blink and you miss it sort of thing. No, absolutely. Um, 
so this is so obviously we, it's again do you know it's almost like we're getting re- the, t- the two chapters actually looking back they're all quite repetitive in the sense that we have chapters one and two really similar both about a meeting mm. chapters three and four both start with the crew talking and then Kelsey arrives mm-hmm. so that's kind of happened in both of them again mm-hmm. um, but it's interesting so you've kind of got this sort of weird like so they've then left but then everyone else has come back in and they're now talking about what happened yeah it just seems a bit weird that that, mm. ha- that that would happen mm. but um i do what i do like at this start bit is when you're starting to see that kelsey has got a bit of a reputation yeah and they're talking about or oh, how has he you know what's he been doing what's he gone and they talk about his scars and at this point i'm just waiting for the joker moment with him where he's like do you want to know how i got these scars, <laughs> these scars. Um, yeah if it turns out it's from a cat like captain marvel I'm going to freak out. Definitely not. So, yeah, so one of the guys, I think it was called Distin, or Distin, um, tells Vin that Kelsia was a legend who used to rob the richest great houses. Hmm. So, basically, just a thieving bastard. Yeah. Um, He was caught by the Lord Ruler and sent to the pits of Hathsin. Great fucking name, by the way. Yeah. The pits of Hathsin. (laughs) I love that. Um, Sent to the pits with his wife, and he was the only person to ever escape there. Yeah. However, and I find this really interesting, before he entered the pits, he was just a normal guy. So he didn't have all this stuff before he went in there. Is that fact? From this chapter, Yeah. as far as we've so read, I yes. I took that as just being a bit of a myth. Okay. But, mm. you know, I just... I, I'm not taking paying too much attention to what these people are saying. No, no. Um... So yeah, there might be a bit of like unreliable narrator thing going on, I guess. Yeah. Where you're sort of like, well, do we believe them? Or... Because if they are 100 percent accurate on this backstory, how do they know that? Mm. That's mm. kind of. So yeah, so apparently, according to them, he entered the pits as a normal person, wasn't wasn't a mistborn before or a misting or whatever, um, and he sort of escaped, and all of a sudden he's got all these scars on his arm, he's got these powers, blah 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 blah. I, you know, I think there's more to this guy than meets the eye mm. is where we're going mm. and I feel that there's going to be some interesting things revealed about Kelsier and his past and his motivations I would have thought so um, so yeah so they sort of have this chat and then disappear yep. and then a couple of Kelsier's chums arrive mm. and Ham and Breeze yeah <laughs> I just love those names <laughs> Ham and Breeze well I suppose it's short for Hammond but Still, we just need cranberry, and then you've got a really nice sandwich. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, and they try. One tries to manipulate Vin, mm. trying to get her to get him some wine, but she's aware of what's going on. Yeah, she realizes that they're using luck on her, or they're like soothing her emotions, or whatever. Um, but I find it quite interesting because this this is where you get the. You, you start getting the explanations of what these different things are. So Ham essentially says he's a thug who can burn pewter, which makes him stronger. Hmm. So, like, we're slowly getting ideas of what these metals do. Yeah. And the different people that use them and what these different terms mean. Yeah, so it's going to be, you know, clearly that you get a different power depending on what metal you burn. Exactly. And obviously you can only, if you're a mystic, you can only burn one type of metal. Yeah. And this is kind of where... I'm getting the impression so the crew is going to be one of each power, effectively. Mm -hmm. Or at least one person with each power being led by Kelsier, who has them all. 
that's the way I look at it. So I think this bit was really good. Again, exposition. I, this is where I found the writing to be a bit weird okay. and a bit wooden. So I've got a quote. Um, just, it's just I don't know. It's just it just doesn't feel natural conversation. I know this is a fancy. Okay, word, we'll read it and we'll so see. So it's like so. Vin, regardless, you controlled me. Vin said you made me fetch you a drink. Oh, I wouldn't say that I made you do it, Bree said. I just altered your emotions slightly, putting you in the frame of mind where you'd be more likely to do as I wished. <laughs> do you know what? When I read that, I didn't really think about it, but reading it back, yeah, okay, it doesn't sound quite right. And then there's another bit straight afterwards where um, Ham asks a question. And it's not right. So you and I have both had these powers for a long time. Right? We clearly know each other. Am I at this point going to ask you... I don't know, Breeze. It's an interesting question. By influencing her emotions, did you take away her ability to choose? If, for instance, she were to kill or steal while under your control, would the crime be yours or hers? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It just... I think this is very much... Look, the thing is... You know, we can't sit here and just praise every aspect of the thing. We have to criticise parts which deserve it. Yeah. Okay. What I will say, and what I said in the last episode, is this was very early into his... I think this was like his set... His first book was like a standalone sort of thing, but within the, like the, the greater Cosmere sort of thing. I believe this was his second book. Mm-hmm. I might be wrong. If anyone listening out there can correct me, I don't know, but I might be wrong. But looking at it, like that it was still very early on and I think his writing has definitely improved a lot over the years however yeah that's pretty clunky what you just read <laughs> he's getting his point across and I'm yeah. appreciating what he's trying to say it just doesn't flow naturally yeah as conversation Agreed. between characters yeah um, but we then so that anyway Kelsia then arrives and we learn the, the plan which is yeah. that we're going to overthrow the Lord Ruler yeah so there's a guy called Yeadon. Yeah, who's who, a Scar. Who's a Scar, who um, they're going to basically, he's their new employer, and they're going to help him to overthrow the Final Empire, get rid of the Lutherdale garrison, and throw the whole city into chaos. Hmm. Very intriguing. I like that. Again, doesn't <clears throat> sound like they're the good guys, necessarily. Mm. So my From a certain point of view. <laughs> <laughs> A certain point of view. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so what I've put is that I don't feel like I've learned enough about the Lord Ruler in the previous couple of chapters to actually get behind the fact he's totally evil. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I'm supposed to think. But other than... Right, so we know they live in a world where the people are, you know, peasantry to rulers. Well, that was our society only 200 years ago. Mm. You can't say it's evil. That's just the way things were. So what do I know about this guy? Well, I know he's very old, so possibly immortal. There's a quote in this chapter which makes no sense. It says, the Lord Ruler is the sliver of infinity. He's a piece of God himself. Yeah. Like, we're not getting anything. The sliver of infinity I sort of reread because I was like, what? Yeah. It stuck out to me big time. Yeah. Um, It's just... Yeah, I just don't think I'm necessarily bought in. I mean, I'm bought into the fact these are the good guys and we're going to follow them on this adventure. But, mm. you know, it's the the classic 
almost like the matrix if you're a part of the matrix then you're part of the problem so you're fine to be killed even though mm. we've just established that everyone's got no free will mm. you're going to throw this city into chaos you know lots of people are going to die lots of innocent scar are going to die mm-hmm. if that happens mm-hmm. are these guys really the good guys it's well the thing is as well and you actually make a good point because all the people in that room or not all of them but a lot of the people in that room are questioning this plan mm. people who have worked with him for years and they're going this is ridiculous. Like, this is the stupidest fucking thing we've ever heard. Yeah. What are you talking about? So you're sort of going, yeah, this does sound a little bit over the top. Like, are you, you know, sure you don't want to plan it a bit more? Or well, that's, it just seems very, this is what we're doing. Yeah, it's this is how we're going to do it. Well, that's like me turning around and saying, okay, so tomorrow, right, we're going to go to London. And then we'll sneak into Buckingham Palace. We'll kill the Queen. Yeah. And we'll nick the crown jewels. Yeah. In, out. Quick job. Done. Back for dinner. And a pint. Easy. Yeah. And that's kind of almost how it feels. It's like, well, surely if it was that simple, it would just, have happened. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, but then we also find out that the Lord Ruler has a big hoard of something called Atium, mm. which Kelsia wants to nick or steal the whole lot. Yes. Atium. Atium. So what was your sort of thought? Like, obviously, when they said that, I don't know if they explained what it was in that chapter. I can't remember. But what was your thought of what that might be? Or Well, it's it's like an... It, it seems to be like it's an element of some yeah. description. It's like the adamantium of this universe. Mm-hmm. And um, it's obviously incredibly powerful. It's got uses. And that's, like, what the Lord Ruler has built his... Um, his uh, his empire on mm-hmm. the final empire. The final empire. Um, I'll have you know. I must admit, I know you said before you don't want to um, allude to Star Wars, mm. but this whole bit where they're talking about the empire and the Scar Rebellion, mm. I was one minute I was genuinely expecting Kelsey to turn to Vin and say they need to get passage to Alderaan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you can't you can't have a go at that because it's just very well. It's a very sort of standard, basic story, sort of bog standard story. story but it? it did just make me chuckle at one yeah. point because um, there are some similarities. But again, it's the hero's journey, and yeah. so we're going to keep seeing that. But yeah, so I mean, we've kind of you've brought up that metal there, and I think we sort of maybe skipped in the sense that I believe that might be the eleventh metal. Well, um, we 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 kind of find out a little bit of another interesting sort of bit of info about that where. Um, Kelsey actually states that the pits of Hath-Sin that he escaped from are actually the Atium mines. Yeah. So that's where they were mining all that stuff to begin with. That's where he was uh, held prisoner, where he allegedly got his powers. Hmm. So is there something about this metal which actually gives power? You know, the ability to... Because if, if people are mining it, but they all get killed... He's the only one to come out. Maybe they all develop this sort of stuff through exposure to this mm. element. I, again, pure speculation from yeah. me. Um, but we do get a... Um, I've deleted my note. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, though I had, I just had a highlight, a passage highlighted, which has now vanished, which where it talks about the eight sort of normal metals and then yeah. the two higher ones and then the 11th the 11th one um, so at this point I'm sort of thinking okay I was starting to get my head around it now it's starting to get a little bit confusing again mm. um, and I'm intrigued what these higher metals do because mm-hmm. if there's eight alimatic powers what do these others do mm. and do they give you different shit or whatever it's just yeah. 
it's it's intriguing, but I mean, the one thing I get out of this chapter is that I'm starting to see the direction the story's going to take. I sort of feel like we're actually starting to get into the main story now of yeah. the book. Well, the thing is, I mean, because I, I was reading it on my Kindle, on my phone, and I think chapter four, we're probably around like, I don't know what it was, maybe 15% in, maybe more. Hmm. So, to be honest, we're getting through it actually quite quick. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, the chapters aren't too long anyway, but... Um, yeah, so one of the, the I mean, the la- one of the last things I just want to me- uh, mention was the fact that Kel- Kelsey actually says, well, you know, I want to do all this shit, but that's not all I want to do. I want to kill the Lord Ruler as well. And I want to do it using the 11th metal. Yeah. Bitch. <laughs> and then he sort of just mic drops and walks out. Um, the thing is, there's so much going on and there's so much that you just want to see happen. Yeah. After you know it's going to happen, you just want to sit or want to read it. Yeah, I, I kind of, I really hope this doesn't go down like the Lord of the Rings route where Sal wants this big bad, but you never see him. I hope we see the Lord Ruler, and I'm not going to look you in the eyes when I say this because I want you to give it away. Um, but I'm really hoping we see that. I found that um, quote now. It just, it's sort of lost its impact now. But okay. it says, Alimatic theory teaches of ten metals, the eight basic metals and the two higher metals. There is another one, however, unknown to most, far, far more powerful, even than the other ten, which is go. the eleventh. The eleventh metal. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so end of chapter four, and yeah, re- oh, yeah really excited to see where this is going to go. Hmm. Um, really looking forward to the next episode. Like I say, a lot of exposition in this episode, but I'll say we're on a good grounding. I think, just from what I remember, I mean, I'm not, no spoilers, but I think once we've got the sort of initial chapters out of the way with the bit of sort of necessary expo- uh, sorry, exposition, uh, we're going to start seeing a bit more, maybe a bit more action and a bit more sort of less exposition, more, you know, yeah. story forward sort of thing. Um, but yeah, no, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it so far. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely loved it. No, and I am, um, yeah, I love it. I, I know I've sort of said a bit of, sort of quite slagged it off a little bit in this um, this episode, but it's just purely just what jumped yeah. out of me. But nothing that I've said is taking away from my enjoyment of this book. I'm no. absolutely loving it and really looking forward to going to the next step. Great. So the next one, I guess we're probably going to do, what, five and six or five, six, seven, perhaps? Yeah, I think we're probably going to look at two chapters an episode. Try and two keep chapters. Them, try and keep them short and sweet. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so thank you very much for listening. Thank um, you. Before we go, there's one more quote I want to read. Go for it. And I highlighted it because I think I've not seen the quote in the book summarise this podcast more than this one, which is, you should, not, you should try not to talk so much, my friend, he suggested. Your sound's far less stupid that way. <laughs> and on that bombshell... Should we just do a silent podcast then? <laughs> Good night. Thank you for listening. The Broken Sable is created by Tom, Matt and Ian. It's written, presented and produced by Matt and Tom and our equipment and studio were provided by Ian. Our theme music is by Phantom Eck and our Mistborn logo artwork is by Marcella Martz. Listen to us on Spotify, Google or Apple Podcasts and find us on Twitter at The Broken Saber. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week, you bloody legends. Hi everyone, this is Matt. I just wanted to give a few shout-outs here for uh, people who have interacted with us on our Twitter account. 
Um, we've got Real Wild, Audio Burst, Hooded Figure, CBCC Podcast, Hufflepuff94, L Dalinar or Lil Dalinar, Weekday UK, Matt Really Though, and Indie Music Spot. And I think that's everyone so far. Um, if I've missed anyone, I do apologise. So yeah, um, keep checking us out. We're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple. Um, tweet us at the Broken Saber. Comment, like, retweet, do whatever you want. Um, and we hope you listen to our future episodes.